Welcome to Technovation, a weekly conversation with people who are shaping the technology landscape. I'm Peter High, president of MetaStrategy, advisor to technology executives, Forbes columnist, book author, and your host. Each episode of Technovation features insights from top executives and thought leaders at the intersection of business, technology, and innovation. If you like what you hear, we'd be grateful if you give us a rating on iTunes or through whatever other source you use for podcasts. And please subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Thank you. My guest today is Fumbi Chima. Fumi is the Executive Vice President and Chief Information Officer of BECU, a member-owned, not-for-profit financial cooperative serving more than a million members. In this role, she's responsible for leading the organization's technology strategy, information security, and IT operations. She's also a prominent board member as she serves on the corporate boards of Africa Prudential, the AZEC Company, and Workin Company, among other board roles. Prior to joining BECU, Fumbi was the Chief Information Officer of Adidas, Fox Networks Group, and Burberry. In this interview, we discuss Fumbi's career path as a woman of color, the legacy she wants to leave, and the value she gained growing up and living in many continents of the world. We discuss how Fumbi brings her whole self to each role she's taken on, and why organizations have no choice but to change following the pandemic. Lastly, we discuss insights from Fumbi's board membership, including why companies need technologists on their boards if they're going to survive over the next five to ten years, a bit about the technologist's role on boards, how being on a board helps her in her day job, and a variety of other topics. Fumbi Chima, welcome to Technovation. It's great to speak with you today. It is my pleasure to be here today, Peter. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's 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 my pleasure, I assure you. Well, Fumbi, uh, you, you um, have been a chief information officer multiple times over at organizations like Adidas and uh, Fox Networks at Burberry. Um, you're also on the board of uh, Africa Prudential PLC. And what interesting times to be a leader, uh, these most difficult times during the pandemic, uh, the quarantines that, that so many of us are subjugate, subjected to, uh, the new way of thinking about running businesses. I wonder if you can share here at the top some of the lessons, both as an executive as well as a board advisor, uh, from the current period. What what have been some of the lessons in in, in leadership, uh, as well as perhaps some of the digital implications of uh, resilience uh, that 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 come to mind, Fumbi? Um. So so thanks, Peter. I mean, I think as you said, it it is a pretty much an unusual time for all of us. Um, not necessarily just as a technology practitioner, but as a, a as a personal from a personal growth and and um, and I think we've all gone through a trying period, both whether it's health or professional or just you know just around the social purpose that we, we have been. But in, in specific into the question you've asked me around. You know, what are the challenges? I think the challenges have been consistent. I mean, the challenges for us as technology practitioners, as the CIOs, CIDOs, and, and, and henceforth has been consistent because we've been on this journey for several years. I mean, we, we've, we've advocated the element around, look, businesses, we have to be digital. We need to evolve our perspective. We need to involve our digital stance um, in some perspectives. And I think it, in previous terms, it's been very business case centric. We know we need to get there, but there was, it was kind of a rush, but no rush. Um, and then, you know, of course, the pandemic happened and then there was more of a sense of urgency. And so for me as a leader, it, it kind of took twofold. It's really about making sure we focus 
focus and 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 um, the objectives that we've always been on. And and I guess the piece of where it's changed is acceleration, the level and the pace of acceleration that we need to to do has transformed post-COVID because now people kind of realize, oh my God, it's now re- a reality for all of us. So that's kind of been a different perspective and um, enable us to make sure that we become a leader. We kind of, now technology, we now have a seat at the table. We're able to just, you know, ascribe and predict and really recommend where we need to be at. And I think it's an exciting time for, for, for CIOs and CTOs and CIDOs in many organizations. So that's been an interesting challenge, but yet the perspective. From a personal perspective, I think it's also enabled, at least for someone like me, a lot has happened over the last six months um, from a demographic, racial, social economic perspective that really it's not just about the purpose in which I perform and and how I help use technology to be this disruptor and help businesses, but as a woman, as a woman of color, how I make a difference in helping to bring that agenda forward. So um, continue to do that. I'm excited about the the, the change and the awareness and the embracing um, and the conversations that we we all need to have to help us be a better place. So hopefully. In a long-winded way, hopefully I have answered your question, Peter. Indeed, indeed. In fact, you're, you're, you're um, anticipating some avenues I, I hope to go down with you, Fumbi. Let, let's talk a bit about uh, you know, your role as a, a woman and a woman of color in technology. Both of those, uh, either of those alone would, would, uh, would make you rare, the combination of them rarer still. And I'm curious, um, you know, I, would, I would love to, for you to reflect upon your own journey and the extent to which you've had opportunities to, uh, you know, use your case example as as uh, inspiration as, and as a means of counseling others who might follow in your footsteps. Talk, talk a little bit about that, if you would. You know, my, my journey has not, not been easy. Um, I will be very, you know, clear. And if you'd asked me this question, candidly, three, actually 18, 18 months ago, 24 months ago, I probably would have given you a different perspective. All right. I would have given you a perspective that I think a narrative that I think we, the corporate world needed to hear. And you would probably wouldn't have been as authentic as you would hear it today. I feel so privileged and blessed in a way that a lot of things have happened over the last few months that has given us the voice, right? To be able to really help share our perspective in the true, be a professional candid way in which we need to have. So, so just to caveat all that, the journey hasn't been smooth. But one thing I have had is the determination, the resilience that everything that I do, I do for a reason. I do for a purpose. And I think I do because ultimately, um, I want to do the right thing at all times for all people at any, any point. Um, some organizations, have embraced it and have encouraged the Walmart and the American Express of this world and all on so forth. Some haven't. Um, and I think for me, it, it's, um, hindsight is 2020. It's almost like, okay, you know what? If they haven't, where do I cross correct myself to enable that we all com- commit, 
you know, continue to be embraced and really how do I move people along? And I think for me, I've been ahead of my time, candidly, because it's really helping to move people that look like me, people that I, I know have the passion, whether it's a female or gender or racial or sexual orientation, to promote that cause and be consistent with it. And I think some companies have taken it well and some haven't. Um, but I think it's, for me, it's been fulfilling. And I think now I see back on, on the impact it has and I realize I've done the right thing. For me, it's been a learning, but it's kind of been a, a learning on a perspective that I haven't regretted. Um, we continue to do that and be dynamic, but also be good at what you do, which is about disruption, by innovation, about knowing about the core and helping the business imperative drive it. And ha- asking those difficult questions that people may or may not feel comfortable with. And you have to feel comfortable in your own stride, in your own skin, that you're doing the right thing. And so I would say, like, again, I said, it hasn't been difficult. It's been a challenge. And I've had to evolve myself as a leader, as a professional. So I think the last six months has helped me realize that a lot of what I've done, that some companies have embraced and some haven't, unfortunate for them and they know who they are um, and found reason why it hasn't worked for them to now realize to have those integral questions of wow you know conscience feels to say maybe that she really was challenges in the right way she just wasn't ready for it um, but I'll continue to do that because I think the world needs it. I have two children um, both girls both ambitious um, both dynamic and I, I don't want them to have the fear. And I don't want them to feel that there is a gas, glass ceiling that, that helps them from their career perspective because the world is their oyster. And, and that, that's the legacy that I want to leave. Um, and I think we're working towards that. And I think 2020 has enabled many of us, again, sexual orientation, racial discrimination or elements to help us achieve that and really have that voice. Yeah, that great perspectives all. I really appreciate you sharing those, Fumbi. You know, another fascinating thing about your experience is you've been sort of a citizen of the world, so to say. You, you've been a chief information officer in, in Asia, in Hong Kong, uh, twice over in Europe, both in London and on the continent, in Germany, um, uh, at Burberry and at uh, Adidas, um, respectively, in the United States at Fox Networks Group. Uh, you, you've been, you were also, I mentioned earlier, uh, uh, on the board of an African organization in Africa Prudential. And, and so y- you really are someone who has uh, been around the world, an executive in so many different environments. You know, I always um, like to think, you know, each company has its own culture, but naturally every country has its own culture as well. And you've been one who's traversed mm-hmm. so many of those. Talk a little bit about that part of your journey as well. Somebody who's been able to, you know, go across so many different elements and uh, at the highest levels, and what that experience has been like. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I think for me it was easy because I I was privileged enough to grow up from a family that we traveled, you know, because of my parents' professional occupation, right? So we lived all over the world. And we've always had a different perspective from a global perspective just because of their occupation and, and, and the exposure 
uh, we have been afforded. So I, I, I think I would start to say from, from a young child, I've always had, I, I, I see myself as a global citizen. So I've always kind of looked at it from, from a different perspective. So that was one angle. And I think I didn't take it lightly. I didn't take it for granted. And I think that's the same thing I'll tell, you know, my kids, I think, look at. You know, I give an example. My my soon-to-be 19-year-old, whom is a sophomore at, at the American University, gets a lot of opportunities because they look at him and go, oh, my God, you live, you know, you live in New York, you live in Arkansas, now in Hong Kong, and you're in the boarding school in the UK. You have a different perspective because I had exposed them. And I think, to me, that's what my family did. And I think it's a priceless piece. Um, but I also educate myself and them to understand that we don't take it for granted, right? And and so that global perspective of total inclusion, and I say inclusion because I look at the world from a global perspective to say, okay, how do I bring that into what I'm doing day in, day out? of the companies I've worked for has been a tremendous piece. But I've also been on the reverse as students to say, okay, what can I learn and how can I continue to, you know, increase and build my toolkit? Uh, and I think that's kind of been an advantage, you know, in its perspective. And I think that's probably what sustained me because of the art of the curiosity. And I think I started conversation with it saying, I'm a student. Right, I love being a student. I love learning. I love learning about not just about technology, about people, about culture, about the environment, about anything that makes me a better person. And I think I bring that back right into everything that I do. Yeah, that makes sense. You bring you bring your whole self to the to to the roles. I bring my whole self exactly. I bring my whole self back, Hmm. and and I have no I I make no apologies for it anymore. Yeah, wonderful. I, a great lesson, as you as you mentioned, for your daughters, but a great lesson for for your colleagues as well to see an example like this. Um, I want to return to a, a, a portion of what we discussed at the top. Uh, you talked about the acceleration of change as a result of the pandemic and the many crises that have unfolded across the world uh, as as a consequence. You know, some of some of those have been advantageous, as you alluded to, from a digital perspective. That this has accelerated a digital adoption, and I wonder your own perspectives about you know, as we envision, hopefully sooner rather than later, a post-COVID world. Um, how much do you believe has been permanently changed versus sort of snapping back to the way in which things were, were once you know were once handled? Uh, what what do you feel like are the indelible marks of this experience? I, th- I don't think we have a choice, right? I mean, if if a different conversation happened, we can say we have to. We don't have a choice, and I think companies and corporations have to understand that and accept and be accepting of it. Um, and I think that that's the first step. And I think most companies, you know, the companies that will will exist, right? There were companies that didn't do it, and Ceased to exist, which was accelerated through the you know the pandemic and everything's going on. That they have now kind of you know they're winding down. Has shown the implication of what the importance of transformation, digital or technology, is to play, and how much investment they need to make. The next phase of it is people just we don't have a choice, Peter. 
right? It's it's not a matter of well whether technology needs to be an you know kind of a driver. It's a matter of technology is here to stay, and we need to be able to utilize it efficiently the best way we have done in the past. The sooner we all realize it, the better we are. Our job as as technology practitioners and operators is to be able to articulate it in a business way that becomes less intimate. It's not about it's not a it's not an opportunity for us to oh my god you know, cyber is key, so let's get all the projects we need to drive through. But it's also got to balance us as, as organizations say, what are the important impetus that we need to focus on that is going to help us become a differentiator and, and survive and transform? And I think that's the piece of it that we, it's a learning process for us as well, and we have to kind of pivot. Yeah. Yeah, really good points. Um, I, I also wanted to ask you about, uh, I, I've mentioned a couple of times already, your board membership. This is a um, still a relatively exclusive club that you've joined, CIOs who have joined boards of organizations, though growing thankfully. And and one must think, especially on the heels of your, your uh, comments a moment ago with the continued rise of technology and and digital uh, means of doing business that 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 is likely to increase further as a result of the acceleration you alluded to that said I'd love to get your your thoughts um, in terms of advice you'd offer other CIOs other technology executives who would wish to to follow in your footsteps Fumbi, to become board board level uh, executives I don't know whether I and here's my humility coming in. I'm not sure I, I kind of could stand on, you know, shoulders of other CIOs that have been, you know, bigger companies that have multiple boards to say, here is the advice I would give. But I, I would say that it's on the converse of companies have to realize that we need technologies in this time that help them drive and make a stack different and help them to continue to be sustainable. And so where I advocate for most organizations that, that I speak to or sit on the board is, God, the world has changed it. You know, whether it's the basic, basic working from home. You know, there's many organizations, I sit in financial services, they go, working from home is almost like it's not acceptable. Okay, so how do we help you pivot, right? How do we know the consumer? How do we know your customer in a way that you've never known them before and making sure that the architecture and the, the digital transformation that you're trying to do makes sense. And actually, my role as a board member is to help not only inform the CEOs, but really, and also my, my board colleagues, but really help be a mentor to CIO or C, CTO, whomever the title is, to figure out from a technology landscape. And challenge them. Say, are we? Are you guys working for? Are you doing the right thing to help them to help the company achieve the, the betterness? So I say all of that to say every company, if they're going to survive over the next five to ten years, needs some sort of technologist on their board, right? And our job is to be able to help explain and articulate, not to get technical, but really understand the the balance between technology and business and how the value that we bring in, that's what we need to continue to do and be better at. And I don't think we've ne necessarily 
had the opportunity to do it in the past. And I think that's where we are today and we need to continue to do that. So, so my, my role on the board is to be that advisor and that perspective and being that founder board to say, Hey, we need to think, here's what's going on and kind of give it from a broad, broad perspective. It's also helped me candidly, you know, I talked about being a student to be a better executive, you know, sitting on the board. I'm like, okay, as a board member, what do I need to do? And how do I bring some of those learnings back into my different? And I would tell you, it's very different, and it's it's helped me to be more holistic and balanced. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective. The the all that you gain back into your day job, uh, but from learning from those experiences. I'm also curious. You know, the, the, obviously, the role of a, of a of an executive, a chief information officer, for example, is is one that is in the details, that is in the operations, that is uh, you know managing things day to day. A board member is is by contrast more of an advisor. You're not you know rolling up your sleeves and taking on project work, obviously. Um, how how have you have you how have you taken to the balance between those two perspectives and the two sides of the roles that you have? Um, I, I think it, it's a difficult. I mean, it can be a difficult balance. I don't think it's an end all be all. I think we we have to look at it, and I think you have to be. You know, it, it's all about bringing that perspective in and being um, self aware, right? I don't know it all, and I and I haven't worked from a different industry, CPG retail working for one of the oldest insurance company um, as a board member, it gives you a different, and I think it's actually quite good because I cannot see what they're doing and how it helps me, you know, provide a perspective in ways where, which I've never done before. So I would say to you, it's, it's been interesting, um, but it's all about self-awareness. And understanding where the challenges are and help us to improve. And I, I embrace it. I don't have an answer for it, um, as such, because if I do, then it sounds a little more arrogant than I know it all. Um, but I, I would say that it's, it's given me that balanced perspective in ways where I never thought I would have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very interesting. Well, Fumbi Chima, thank you so much for taking time with me today, sharing a bit about your perspectives as an executive, many times over across many geographies, as a as a board member. Um, it's been a great conversation. It has been my honor. Thank you, Peter. And you know, as I said this is an interesting time for all of us, but really um, an interesting time for a person like myself to be either on board and corporate organizations that really helping to make a difference and. Ultimately, the world is never going to be the same again since, you know, March of 2020. And how we need to help revolutionize that world has is, been an interesting time and journey for all of us. So a privilege to be part of it, to share my story uh, and continue to pave, you know, the, the trail um, as we need to. So thank you for including me in your in your conversations, and I look forward to more. Thank you so much, Fumi. Keep keep on making a difference and inspiring others. Thanks for tuning in. Please join me on Friday for an interview with Lenovo's Chief Information Officer, Arthur Hu.